Yes, hello and welcome to episode three of Excessive Screen Time with Eddie and Indy. Uh, my name is Eddie and joining me in the other podcast studio, as always, is my good friend and younger brother, Indy. How are you going today, Ind? I'm good. I'm fine, yeah. How are you? What's been happening? Uh, nothing much. I Just the usual? Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, we're going to get to Top Gun later. I'm very excited to talk about that. It's going to be our big um, piece of hot content for the week. Um, but first, I want to find out what you've been consuming this week. It's probably been a bit of a, a down week for you after the seven days in COVID. Um, I'm guessing you haven't watched quite as much stuff. But run me through what you've been watching this week and what you've been enjoying. Um, I honestly haven't been watching a lot of, like, movies. I really wanted to start watching Breaking Bad. Mm. but. I just couldn't be bothered to get Stan password and stuff. Um, I've mostly just been watching YouTube and uh, what was it? Um, Invincible, which okay. is an like animated thing. What sort of animated thing? Uh, it's like a superhero oh, kind cool. of thing. Yeah. On Amazon Prime. I'm just looking at it now. It's got good ratings. Yeah. It's got your boy Stephen Yoon in it. Yeah, that's why I started watching it. Yeah, I love it. And Mark Hamill too. Yeah. Well, one thing that I know we've both watched, um, which is not our big topic, but the other the other sort of con- piece of content we've both been consuming is um, Obi-Wan. Uh, and episode three dropped last Wednesday. Did you Have you had a chance to watch it yet? Um, no, I have not watched it yet. I, like, started it and got, like, five minutes in, but I haven't seen it yet. It looks well, the, good. The other, the other thing that I saw you, you that Dad sent through that you'd been doing this week was buying a few records and a few CDs. Walk me through what your new CD and record collection looks like. Uh, I bought ACDC Back in Black. I bought Gorilla's Song Machine and the Essential Pearl Jam. And have you been enjoying those? Well, my CD player doesn't work. Oh, I, no. did, I tried them out in the car, though, and they were very good. Cool. Uh, and Black is also great, but my record player isn't working anymore because the needle's gone. No. I know. But I've just been looking at, like, where I can get replacement needles and stuff. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm very keen to see what you think of um, Pearl Jam. Um, obviously, they're my favourite band ever, and they're going to pop up again in this podcast. I'll give you a fair warning. Um, what did you... What did you think of uh, – what, what else have you been – have you been reading or anything else this week? Um, what's been capturing your attention? Uh, well, I got – I think I talked about this last week. The, uh, some new Spider-Man comics, which were um, like the Ben Riley clone series, uh, which I actually finished. Uh, that was good. Um, also, I had somewhere the like Ant-Man Essentials which I'm still reading. Lovely. And what's uh, – I want to go back to Breaking Bad as well because you, you haven't seen it. I think it was probably slightly before your time when it came out. Um, yeah. what's, sort of been, what's been pushing you towards watching Breaking Bad? What sort of reviews or, or things have you seen that make you want to watch that? Well, one of my friends has seen it and says that it's, like, really good. And I watched a YouTube video, like, explaining the first couple of episodes and they also look very good as well, well as just – like it's, I think third best TV show ever on IMDb. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you, you have to watch at some point. Um, I think it probably the biggest impact it'll have is probably in a couple of years. Like if you were to wait 
a year or two to watch it, I think it'll probably hit um, a little bit harder. It's it's a bit intense yeah. and it's a bit long and there's a lot of character development. But I think um, I think you're I mean you're well advanced, so you'll probably enjoy it nonetheless. Um, I'm very keen to hear what you think of that. We'll we'll keep tabs on that as we go. Um, we may as well get straight into what I really wanted to talk about today, um, which was the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I I think I probably pushed you towards watching this because um, I'm not sure it would be something that you would have watched off your own bat. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I told you to watch it for the podcast because I was very keen to get your thoughts on it. Um, but before I go, before we go too deep into it, I want to I want to get a sort of vibe of where you're at with Top Gun. Had you seen the original? And um, what were you expecting going into Top Gun Maverick? Well, I no, I haven't seen the original. I started watching it like a couple of nights ago. I just I don't know what happened. I kind of fell off, started watching something else. But um, my thoughts before I actually went and saw it was like I honestly thought it was going to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Not ever seen, but probably seen this year. I really thought it was going to be very unenjoyable. It's just it doesn't seem like my kind of movie, like at all. Yeah. It was it was amazing. <laughs> I knew it. it. I knew it. Uh, it was too good. It's one of those movies, isn't it, that, um, and yeah, we can continue to discuss it, but it's one of those movies that, like, you kind of have to go in with no expectations. I mean, you're not going to get, like, you know, a lot of character development or heaps of storyline or the, it makes no sense most of the time, but if you sort of go into it expecting it to be just a, a blast of action and, and cool, cool cars and cool um, aeroplanes and cool stunts, I think you get exactly what you want out of it. Um, so what your expectation going in was that you were not going to enjoy it? Yeah, that I would really just hate it. And what gave you that impression, do you think? It's just like aeroplanes and it just doesn't seem like a good idea for a movie for me. It doesn't. It just doesn't draw me in at all, really. But when I actually saw it, it was spectacular. Well, it's a good chance to touch on your thoughts on action movies in general because um, they're probably not. It's probably not my favorite style of movie. I've never been sort of into the Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious sort of franchises mm-hmm. that never really hooked me. In terms of action movies, where do you stand? And do you have like a favorite action movie of all time? Do you like any of the particular franchises? Where you're at with action movies? Just the the pure unadul- unadulterated action. Okay. Well, my favorite movie of all time is. I would classify it as an action movie, uh, Aliens. I think that's pretty, like, on the spectrum of an action movie. Yep, agreed. It's like Terminator and Predator as well. Uh, Terminator is action. Predator is kind of on the line, like, as well as Alien. Um, But I, I really like action movies for the most part. I think with those... Um, trilogies specifically they've kind of ruined them a bit i guess with the newer ones but they're still the originals are still like really good in what sense do you say they ruined them do you think they tried to to be something they're not do you think they tried to almost impart too much storyline into them almost yeah i think they kind of like milked it for all it was worth and i think that's that's the beauty of top gun is it is so simple right like i know you haven't seen the first movie but um, I kind of went into this one knowing that it would be the exact same plot. You're going to get all these, almost the exact same scenes as the original, but like that's fine. Like the original was so good and so inspiring that it, it kind of it was okay that it was going to be exactly the same. Um, have you seen any of those? Like, 
in terms of like the 80s, 90s action movies, you mentioned a couple of them. Um, have you seen any of the other sort of big franchises um, that came out during during the 80s and 90s? Uh, well, Star Wars was 86, wasn't it, I think? Yep, correct. So at least one of them was. And I think the first one was late at late 70s potentially. Yeah, that's action-ish probably. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm not Die Hard, I think, was in the 80s. That's yep. I started watching that. I, again, I don't know what happened. I'll probably finish it sometime in the next week. Yep. Um, uh, what else? I started as well watching some of the newer Terminator movies because I like with all the T-800s and whatever. That's pretty cool, but as just mm, Christian Bale, he was in one of them. That's It's okay. It's not a great movie, but it's good. It's average. What about the more recent stuff? So what about, I'm talking at this point, probably like the Transformers, um, the Transformers franchise. I'm talking like, um, yeah, Mission Impossible. I'm talking Fast and the Furious. Um, have you seen many of those? Um, I haven't seen any Mission Impossible. I think I've seen all of the Transformers as well as the Bumblebee movie. Yep. What did you um, think of those? They were okay. I don't think they needed to make a movie of them, but I think they were good. They were like um, a good trilogy as well. Like I really liked that scene with um, Bumblebee and Optimus fighting. I I love that scene. I don't know why. Just shot um, very well. Yeah. Um. So that's probably where you're coming in from. I guess you. you if this is this a movie was. I think it was aimed at people of a certain generation who had grown up with you know. Yeah, like you say, like the Alien Predator sort of franchise, Die Hard, just the just the real dirty, um, very simple action movie. So that's how you're going into this. Talk to me about the opening scene when you walked in, you sat down, um, you were a bit trepidatious, I'm guessing. You didn't know what you were in for. You see that opening scene, you get the song, you get the planes taking off on the on the carrier. What did you think? Um, well, I was like kind of mixed feelings almost. Because I didn't really know anything about it, because I hadn't seen the first one, and I was like, "Okay, that's it's kind of interesting." I guess it's a good way to start a movie. Um, my thoughts still at that point were that I wasn't going to enjoy it, but when I actually like got further into the movie and I I started loving it, it just my lo- like like you said with June, it just took off. And it was amazing. Yeah, just fully enveloped you, like the music and the sound and everything just got you. What about uh, um, what about Tom Cruise as an actor? Because he's obviously a central part of, of both Top Gun movies. Um, he's, I don't know if he's divisive, but some people don't like him. Um, a lot of people do like him. He's he's carved out quite a career for, for himself. What, what, are you, what are you sort of going into it? What did you think about Tom Cruise? And more importantly, what did you think about the movies that he made? Well, his movies in the past are Mission Impossible. Like, a lot of people say that's one of the best trilogies, like top 20 even, some people say. Yeah. Um. So, like, going into it with Tom Cruise, I kind of had to expect it to be a good movie, just I didn't think I would like it. Like, um, with Forrest Gump, I, I to be honest, I hate that movie. I okay. don't even know why. I just really don't like it, but it's a great movie. It's it's hard to explain. Something is 
is a good like oh god i don't i don't know where i've gone but there are a lot of good movies that i don't like and that's what i thought this was going to be cuz yeah, tom okay. Cruise- like a quotation marks good movie like something that people like um that you don't necessarily enjoy as much yeah i like but then it actually like i said before just kicked off and tom cruise was really good in it it just it 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 made something happen so I want to go back to the mid mid eighties to to early nineties when when the original Top Gun was made. Tom Cruise is coming off um, the likes of Risky Business. Um, he makes Top Gun. He's uh, he does Jerry Maguire. He does Eyes Wide Shut. Um, he does A Few Good Men. He just he is just the biggest movie star in the world. And he makes Top Gun, and it it's sort of like his magnum opus, right? It's it's the perfect part for him. He's this. Um, Ma- he's the maverick, you know. He's he takes risks and he he does stupid things and he jumps off buildings and he flies planes and he was just so cool. Like I, yeah. I can't imagine being alive at this at, in those late eighties and consuming Tom Cruise content and just being like, this guy's the coolest guy ever, right? Yeah. So I think that's that was kind of the lens you have to view this through. Through was like he was the man back then. Uh, have you seen any of those those lot sort of nineties movies? Like, um, yeah, Jerry Maguire. Have you seen that one? Uh no, I've heard of a lot of his movies though, and how they're like really good. He just he has a he has a very specific character, and he's absolutely nailed that character, hasn't he? <laughs> like yeah, there's not too many layers to him. Um, he's just perfect. Well, let's let's talk through this uh, this movie. Um, what were your favorite? What what stood out to you out of it when you came out of it afterwards? Which scenes which scenes stuck in your mind? Uh, I really liked when. Hangman saved them. That was a really good scene for me, as well as when he actually ran the test and proved that it could be done. Um, I also love the actual scene where they like do it when they go in the little crevice, fire the mm. bomb, and then get back up. I, I like all three of those scenes just were amazing for me. Perfect, weren't they? Yeah, like just just so exhilarating, like on the edge of your seat. Like you, you wouldn't be human if you didn't um, if you didn't feel something during those scenes. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy sort of the the machismo, the the um, the scenes at the bar when Miles Teller's playing the piano, the the scene when they're throwing yeah. the football on the beach? Did you like all of those? Oh, I've, yeah, I forgot to mention it. At the beach was another one of my favorite scenes. I don't even know why. It was just. It was just like there it was necessary exactly uh it's so funny isn't it because that scene out of the original movie and it's basically a carbon copy but they're just playing volleyball instead of football um and that scene has just become so iconic like you know they're in the sunset they're sweaty that all of them have got massive rigs tom cruise is somehow still got one of the best rigs on the on the movie despite being what he almost 60 years old um yeah. it was great what did you think of Miles Teller as as Goose? As because obviously in the original movie, I know that you haven't, you wouldn't have seen it, but the original movie Goose, who's Miles Teller's dad, um, dies. It's a it's a big twist. It's really sad. What did you think of Miles Teller? Well, I I didn't know anything about any of the actors, obviously, except for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, my I didn't know who Miles Teller was. I just saw him in the credits, and I thought to myself, if he's at the start of the credits. And I saw this guy in the trailer. Surely he's one of these main people in the trailer. And then I, like, at the end of the movie, he was Rooster. I was like, he did an amazing job with, like, the emotion of his dad. Got, like, the rage. 
almost like it was just very real. It was. Yeah, he did that very well. And I think the the thing with these movies is you have very limited range. Like you only, you know, they're not going to be settling on Miles. Miles Teller's not going to have a 10-minute scene where he's talking about why he's so upset and why it hurt him so much that his dad died. He has to do it in very limited moments. Yeah. Um, and I thought he did a really good job of that. I, I think he's a brilliant actor. Um, he absolutely nailed that part. The, the, the scene at the end when Tom Cruise and him hug it out after the mission was exceptional. I loved it. Um, what about... Uh, what about the sound? What about the the soundtrack? We were talking offline about this today. I was I've been absolutely thrashing this soundtrack during work today to get me going. Um, it's uh, it's Hans Zimmer and Lady Gaga. What did you think of it? I think it was really good. Like mm. what you said, that it it slaps. I completely. <laughs> um, it, it does slap. It's it's amazing. It's almost possibly as good as like. Um, well, one of my personal favorites, Pirates of the Caribbean mm. soundtrack, just it does it for me. And I think this could do the same because it's Hans Zimmer, who's the same guy who did Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as Lady Gaga, one of the most like influential pop stars of the 2000s. I think they just did amazingly well for a new movie. That. Right off the bat, it gets you, doesn't it? Like, highway to yeah. like that, just it just kills you straight from the start. You're up and about. Um, you know exactly what the vibe is going to be. It's going to be super macho. Um, what about? Um, I'm not sure how much you know about. Um, the well, you obviously haven't seen the original movie, but Val Kilmer, who was the the old the Ice Man, um, in the yeah. in the movie, the one that Tom Cruise talks to. Do you, do you know much about him and his history? I do know that he was Batman. He was Batman. All I really know. Yeah, so in the original movie, he essentially played um, the hangman equivalent. Yeah, so the guy that sort of Tom Cruise kind of has beef with, but at the end of the movie they become really good friends and they respect each other. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think I was was thrilled that they kept him in this movie in a role, even though he's, he's, he's got health issues at the moment. So I think... What you see in the movie is is quite similar to what he's like in in real life at the moment. He he's yeah. having a he's having a tough time of it. So I was thrilled that they they got him in and that they sort of captured what he's going through. What did you think of that that scene with him and Tom Cruise? I was I was confused. Like, why is he not talking? Is this with the actual Iceman character? Like, what is going on? But then, like, I actually looked into it after and I was like, oh, he's got health problems. That makes sense. And then I actually like like. Remember, like replayed that scene in my mind and it just it's almost stuck there now because yep. it's just um I think it was like they need you to let go or some something like yep. that that wrote on the computer and then they just they it's almost like telepathic between them yep they they he knows Maverick just knows everything that he's saying without moving and it's I mean- yeah, you've encapsulated it perfectly. And like, there was no sort of soundtrack. There was no, it was literally just these two men in a room trying to communicate and they know each other so, they know each other so intimately that they're able to communicate with very few words. Um, yeah. I think almost that was my, that was my favourite scene from the movie because I thought there were so many ways they could have tackled what was going on with Val Kilmer. They could have just not had him in. They could have, you know, you could have just had a glimpse of him. He could have yeah. just been text messaging Tom Cruise the whole time. But instead, they got it in, and they just they they just nailed that scene. I, I thought it was really impressive. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, what about the? I mean, something that I couldn't. I, I should have been able to get out of my mind the whole time, but I couldn't. 
was who is this enemy that they're fighting, right? <laughs> like, yeah. who, who was it? Who, who are your theories? Uh, Walter White. He's <laughs> just the that. evil, the evil Walter White compound. Yeah, because if it's like, I don't know, it links because drugs and True. uranium, you can like smoke it, I guess. But maybe <laughs> the Russian army because it's like in mountains and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think something they needed to actually put in there is who they're actually trying to like shut down with this uranium thing. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking during the movie. But afterwards, I was thinking about it because I I was like, who was the enemy? Like, let's just just tell us who the enemy is. But then I was thinking about it, it was like. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. does it matter? Like, they, they're fighting an enemy. They, you know, this movie makes little sense regardless. Like, does it really matter what the enemy is? I thought, I thought it was yeah. an interesting choice that they didn't show it. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of rate it. I, I don't know. I'm not sure in the end. What do you think? I think it's still, it's still a really good movie, regardless of whether they like tell us who the enemy is or not. It's still a great movie to just, to just have. Like, it's still great to I don't even know what I'm saying it's just great to actually have that um essence of like an enemy who they don't even know who it is exactly yeah they don't even tell them the actual pilots don't know who it is and it kind of makes it almost as if you're more in their situation Definitely. Well, we've got a, we've got a couple more casting things that I want to get to. What did you think of the um, the relationship between Tom Cruise and um, Penny, the the barmaid? Um, what did you think about that? Because it it you know it has the potential to be very cheesy. Um, what did you think about it? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. I was thinking of us recording while I was watching that scene, and then <laughs> me saying it was almost cringy because it it almost did make me cringe. When they were talking, it like it was great, good. Like the the actual entire bar scene was good. It was great. It introduced my favorite character, Bob. Love Bob. Bob, yeah, you can't not love Bob. But it was almost cringy. Their their kind of relationship. You can tell it's going to end up being what it was. Like it's just one of those kind of like high school musical kind of things, but they're grown up and you exactly. can just tell it's going to happen. I think what, what you said there, though, that it's almost too cringy. I think it didn't quite get too cringy. It was close, but they, they trod that line perfectly, I thought, because you need that love interest in the movie, right? You can't have this movie without Tom Cruise being in love with someone and it not quite working and then it finally working out at the end. You couldn't have the movie. Yeah. So I thought they did a good job of like just, just treading the line enough that it was you know kids like you you know and, and even me I, would, I i hate that sort of cheesy stuff <laughs> it's terrible but they, they managed to keep it just enough yeah um what about john ham is the last guy i want to ask you about the the commander um he I, I thought he was perfect i thought they that was perfectly cast i thought he was that you know that sort of old grizzled commander who you know you, you kind of hate him but you know where he's coming from um yeah. i haven't seen much of john ham stuff before and what did you think about his role um, I haven't actually seen a lot of John Hamm, but I was thinking like this guy is almost incredible at at like encapsulating that kind of um like cliche army general. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the perfect it was, stereotype. It was actually really, really good. 
And again, he didn't push it too hard, right? He could have, you know, gone too over the top and tried to, you know, play this character too in depth, but he really didn't. It was just like, this is Tom Cruise's kind of enemy. He, he's going to have to try and beat this guy, but also at the same time, he's going to be helpful. Um, yeah, again, just just a brilliant movie, I thought, all around. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was two hours that, you know, you just fly by. You, you get out of the cinema and you're like, oh, my God, I felt like I just sat down. Um, overall, I, I, I ask this question every week, but how did the movie make you feel? It made me feel amazing. Just like it sparked something the same way, like like I said before, with you in June, it just going in, didn't think I'd like it, sat down, started watching it. Oh, okay, this is okay. This is a good movie. And then by the end, I I had tears in my eyes because of how, like, how much this had just, like, fiddled with my emotions almost yeah that's right it does it fiddles it, it understands the beats and yeah. and the reason it does is because it's exactly the same as the 1980s version they, they that one worked and so literally what they've done is just transplant that 30 years later and it, and it works exactly the same it's yeah. brilliant why would you they, they can do it again in another 30 years and it'll work exactly the same it's brilliant <laughs> they've done it with some other movies and it's just not gone well like no, at all exactly. I think I think and I think why that that happens is because with those move with those other movies they try and remake them and they don't quite get it is because I think they're trying to to tweak what made them special you know they're yeah. trying to make it, you know they're trying to add backstories to characters and they're trying to make it more emotional and tug at your heartstrings but this one it was like we've got this perfect formula we're not going to change a single thing about it um, and it's going to work again and it did it didn't need to try it That's didn't right. need to actually try it just did yeah. And I think I've seen a couple of, you know, I tend to read a lot of reviews after I go to a movie. It helps me, um, you know, solidify my own thoughts. I've seen from 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 sort of the professional reviewers anyway, the, the reviews are kind of mixed. Um, most of them are positive, but you do get, there was one in the New York Times I read that was, you know, basically slamming how cheesy and, um, and formulaic it was. And I was like, this guy's right, but he's missed the point. Like he's, yeah. com- he's completely missed the point. Like, sure, if you're a, if you're an old school movie critic who watches theater and all that sort of things you're not going to like it but if you go into it with an open mind and realize you know this is purely here to exhilarate me um i think it hits those perfect notes yeah have many of your friends seen it well i think a couple because a lot of them aren't like don't have um like a taste in movies a lot of them don't really appreciate cinema but my same friend who's watched Breaking Bad and kind of got me into it what did watch Top Gun mm-hmm. or has watched Top Gun and said that he liked it. And then that was like before I saw it and I was like, okay, well, if he likes it, it might be good. I still don't think it's going to be great. Then again, I watched it and it was amazing. <laughs> um, a couple of my other friends were just like talking about it and I was like, what are you guys talking about? And he goes, Top Gun, have you seen it? And he was just so excited. The exact same I was after I got out of the cinema. I love that. And that's the emotion, isn't it? Like that's that's how it makes you feel. Like some movies you enjoy but they don't excite you. Like I saw The Northman earlier this year and I loved it. It was a great movie but I wasn't excited by it. I was kind of like it kind of made mm. me feel weird. But this one just made me feel good. Like I felt excellent walking out. I was like, hell yeah, that was sick. Like give me more of this content. I want to see more F-18s flying around. Like uh, it's just great. Um, my weekly question to you, what's one thing you wish you'd known before seeing this movie? Um, honestly, I don't think there's anything else I could have done to make it more enjoyable. I think 
if I'd seen the first movie before, I would have actually been less inclined to like it because, like you said, they they um, replicated the movie perfectly. I just think seeing the first one and then going, oh, it's just the exact same thing, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Yeah. I yeah. just don't think I would have. I completely but, agree. And I think you went in with – and I, I consciously tried to avoid – telling you too much about it or, or giving hyping it up too much because I wanted you to go in like this because I think that's the perfect way to see it with almost no expectations. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, there was not one thing I wish I'd known before seeing this movie. I, you know, I, you don't need to know anything. That's the whole point. Like you don't need to know any backstory or anything about it. You can just go in and enjoy it. Um, last thing, your star rating out of 10, what do you give this movie? Um, 8.5 to 9 out of 10, definitely. Okay. Wow. I loved it. I love that. That's awesome. Um, mm. Is it gonna? Are you gonna watch the original now? Do you think, or is that are you gonna just leave on that high? I think I have to watch the original. After. I think you probably do. Yeah. Well, I'm very keen to touch base and see what you thought of the original as it compares to that. I think I'm very similar. I, I would find it very hard to give it less than an eight. I think. Um, you know, I've seen better movies. Um, I haven't seen many movie, many more movies that I enjoyed more. Um, yeah, overall, somewhere between an eight and eight point five for me. Um, on to our second topic for this week, which is what we do every week, which is called Convince Me. Um, we're from different different generations, you and I. We have different tastes. Um, I like to get a sense of what you're watching and what you're consuming, and I want to I want to hear how much you enjoy something. I want you to convince me into watching it. I've been watching Bob's Burgers, FYI, um, since yeah. you recommended that to me. Super enjoying it. Your summation of it being like a meld of Family Guy, Simpsons, and um, Futurama yeah. and all those shows. Perfect. Like That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah kind of hits all those notes and isn't too crude, but it's also very funny and it has a has a lot of heart to it. Yeah. Uh, which I think a show like Family Guy struggles with. Um, the Simpsons always had heart. But yeah. I think it has that heart that Family Guy doesn't quite. So I love that recommendation. What have you got for me this week? Um, I, I talked about it a, the tiniest bit like 10 minutes ago. It's my favourite movie of all time, Aliens, second mm-hmm. uh, trilogy. Um, it's just an amazing movie. It's got like characters that you think are just gonna are just gonna like not be a part of it become one of the main people, and it's great because it's a lot of people die, and I I don't mean to sound creepy when I say that, but it's it's almost like um not fun, but just exciting to watch this actually unfold and like oh you could have done this like I don't know about anyone else but when I watch a horror movie I love commenting on how stupid some people are it's the most enjoyable part of horror movies for sure I heard a sound in the basement I better go check it out just don't do that and you're fine it's it's a little bit like that but not to the extent yeah it's also like there's like 30 people at the start and I'm not going to spoil who actually survives but not a lot of them do. <laughs> Shocking. Amazing. I wouldn't would never have picked that. James Cameron is the director. Great, amazing director. It's it's sci-fi as well as action. It's got not it doesn't have graphics because it was 86, 87 ish. It's it is amazing what they actually managed to do considering the year that it was made it's um compared to star wars i definitely think star wars is a better movie 
Um, but I just think they managed their, like, aliens managed their budget or their, like, actual technology a lot better than Star Wars did. Because it's just, it's so, it's so exciting just to, like, oh, they're in the vents. Now they're coming up behind you. And it's, <laughs> it's I, I love it. It's so good. It's how just how does it compare to the original Alien? I think it's ten times better. Wow, as much really? as the original Alien, I think this one is better just purely because of the amount of characters there are. Because there's so many characters that you can just kind of like pick and choose who's your favorite. It's it's hard to not have a favorite. Speaking it's hard. Of, to hate some of. Speaking of James Cameron, by the way, are you keen for the for the new Avatar coming out this year? Yes, I do know as well. There's going to be three other ones. Three other altogether. avatars? Are there? Two, uh, three, and four. Because um, wow. I went on to Sigourney Weaver's like, movies because I was obsessed with her after watching Alien. Um, and there's Avatar 2, Avatar 3, and Avatar 4. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have a, fe- a feast of James Cameron. Yeah. I mean, he's so good at what he does, isn't he? He uh, he has figured out the blockbuster movie to an extent that that uh, I would say almost no other director outside of Spielberg has managed. Yeah. Um, well, that's a great recommendation, Ind. I love it. Um, for my convince you this week, um, I'm going to take you to a trip down memory lane um, to back to back to the early '90s in Seattle, Washington. Um, and that's uh, for those of you younger listeners out there. That's where. Um, the uh, the the genre of grunge music started, and we mentioned it early in the earlier in the podcast. You're a big grunge guy. You love Pearl Jam. Um, you love those sort of those rocky bands. And I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you this way. I'm gonna convince you to listen to a band called Temple of the Dog. Um, and Temple of the Dog started in 1990. And let me read out these names to you of the people that are in Temple of the Dog. They only made one album. Um, it's self titled. The vocalist is Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. Um, with Eddie Vedder as well. So it's the two of those. And you've got Stone Gossard on rhythm guitar, who went on to Pearl Jam. You've got Jeff Ament on bass guitar, Pearl Jam. Mike McCready, Pearl Jam on guitar. And then Matt Cameron, who was the drummer for Soundgarden and Pearl Jam on the drums. How good of of a lineup is that? Yeah, so it's just Pearl Jam plus two extra guys. Pearl Jam plus the two best members of Soundgarden who were – I'm not sure if you've listened much to Soundgarden, but once you get down to Chris Cornell hole, you'll be stuck down there for a while because he is incredible. Um, mm. They made this sort of this, – this band is sort of a tribute to their friend, um, Andrew Wood, who was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone. And Mother Love Bone was the precursor to Pearl Jam, but Andrew Wood died before um, Pearl Jam could start and Eddie Vedder jumped in. So it was, it's a tribute to him. It, they've got one album. Um, I could not employ you more to have a listen to it on Spotify or – ideally on a record player if you can get yours working again. Um, but, yeah, Temple of the Dog, just just one of the great bands. I wish they'd made more music. Every now and then they sort of pop up and do a do a tribute act at some festival or something somewhere, but they are brilliant. Have you have you listened to much grunge outside of Pearl Jam? Um, yes, actually I have listened to, uh, like, Nirvana is kind of, mm-hmm. a lot of people refer to it as, like, the birth of grunge, mm-hmm. um, as well as Pink Floyd. It's not really grunge, but it's it's a it's they're very similar to Pearl Jam, I think. It's a, pre- it's a precursor for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, Pink Floyd, but yeah, sort of the entry level to it. Yeah, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. They're not they're not especially grunge, but they are similar to Pearl Jam. Definitely, I think they're probably the next evolution of what um, what that grunge scene became. Timeline: It goes Nirvana, Pink Floyd, Pearl Jam, then Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's kind of a timeline of grunge and how it's evolved. I think. Yeah, I love it. I, th- I think that's a great assessment. Um, and then, yeah, once you once you've consumed a bit of Mother Love Bone, I, I have some more stuff for you. But um, they're a great place to start because I think, yeah, they they just combine the best elements of of the best the two best grunge bands, of my opinion, Pearl Jam and Sound and Soundgarden. So I think you'll love them. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, yeah. What's on What's on your agenda to watch or read or consume this week? You've got to, obviously got to get through the third episode of Obi One. Um, what else are you looking to to consume over the like, next seven days? Well, definitely Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to start on Breaking Bad. I just have not been bothered to set up Stan, but I will finally do it sometime this week. Um, I'm going to finish off. I think I'm on like the last season of Bob's Burgers, so I'm just going to finish it off. And I'm going to rewatch definitely Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I loved that. And now some other... Um, members in our family like Charlie is watching it or has watched it and that's kind of brought me back to it I think it's if I had to uh, it's mine and Charlie's favorite comedy show ever I would say um we've both watched it probably three times each and yeah it, it is it is the best I couldn't recommend it any higher so I'm glad that you have enjoyed it and you're going to keep re-watching it because yeah it only gets better each time you watch it as well like I started watching it like maybe a couple of months ago and then I finished it within a week and a half because I was just <laughs> it non-stop i think it was in the holidays i watched at least 10 episodes a day it's so funny and it's one of those shows that like a lot of people don't enjoy the later seasons as much as the earlier seasons but i am fully on board with any content they produce i think they are brilliant anything they do i love as soon as danny devito came in i loved it a hundred times more definitely he was the missing piece a lot of the lines he says like suicide is badass stuff like that is just hilarious. It's brilliant. It's me, but it is. Yeah. He, uh, he, Danny DeVito was the missing piece. And once they found him, the show really took off. And yeah, I'm keen to do a deep dive of that with you at some point as well, um, if you enjoy it. Yeah, that's about all we've got time for today. And I really appreciate your time as always. Um, and yeah, thanks for your great insight on Top Gun and, and everything else you've been reading and watching. Yeah.